Welcome to Call Out Culture with your hosts, Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rocca. This week, we're joined by Brain Orchestra to talk the best rapper producers or producer rappers, depending on one's perspective. Welcome to a new episode, the latest episode, the freshest episode of fucking Call Out Culture podcast i'm hosting i'm zilla rock alaska's here curly castro as always for the first time ever ever on this show the unbelievably talented multi-dimensional uh rapper producer master marketer uh brain orchestra e-town's finest um so brain knows as i said to him uh in, in dms at one point but when Kasher and I do consulting for artists, Brain Orchestra's name comes up quite often when we talk to other indie artists. Like, hey, who's out there that, that, you're, that you're a fan of, that you like what they're doing, or that you try to learn from? And people go, Brain Orchestra, new and old. That's crazy. It's true. It's That's crazy. Salutes to you working hard as being noticed. That means a lot, man. Seriously. Fuck yeah, dude. And so you just put out the new banging ass B tape <laughs> with, uh, with Chong. Yeah. This uh the Fallout Vault nine oh eight. What 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 is your thinking when you do a project like this versus Big Brain, for example? Like how do you go into your place as a person that can rap, write, produce, do shows, promote, like do project management with your own records? Mm-hmm. How do you just zone out and be like, I'm just going to only do a beat tape? I just I make a lot of shit, you know what I mean? I, I be having shit on deck, but it don't be like like beats all the time that are rap beats, cause like I tweeted this the other day, like it goes down a line, like I'll make the shit, and if I don't rap to it, I'm probably putting it in a playlist. Like if it's some crazy shit, right? If I just made like four crazy joints, right? I'm gonna listen to them and be like, yo, let me see which one gravitates to me as far as writing and shit. And usually it's easy for me to tell, you know what I'm saying? Cause I've been making beats for a minute and that, that was my whole motive, right? Like I started writing when I was like 15 and shit like that and rapping with my friends and we do little shows and shit. We was going to shit, you know what I mean? Open mics, all that. But once I learned beats, I really learned like, you know, that's what was getting me in tune to write something. Mm. And I heard the right beat. That's when I wrote my fire shit when it was, when I was on that ghost face beat or that fucking premiere beat, you know, back in the day, we was just rapping on shit that we knew. And then from there found other shit. So it's like, to me, I could separate that, you know, like I can know when I'm hearing a beat, like, Oh, I need, I need this sound on my next, on this next project. I'm planning like a year ahead, two years ahead with my shit. Like I got big brain is like old shit. When it's out to me, it's new to, to everybody else, but you know, even Fallout Vault 908, like that was like, you know, the, the way I was able to separate with that is that, you know, Chong hit me up with the idea and was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? We got this, we got this little plan we doing, video game inspired shit. And um, at first, you know, uh, Nicholas Craven was like, all right, boom, he gonna do the GTA shit. So I was like, what's a game? You know, I play video games. So I was like, what's a video game that got content in it like or not well not content but like you know things that you could create 
a vision out of, right? Like, it's not just a visually captivating game. It got audio in it and it got these little things in it. So I automatically thought about that. Like, I wanted to always, like, I always liked, like, the design of Fallout and the Pit-Boy shit. Yeah. So, so it was easy to separate myself, like, get a batch of beats, let Chong pick his favorites, and then create around that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I was, I was creating the shit. Because, yeah, it's easy for me to separate. Like, I was just looking up the skits and putting the beats out and then, oh, this shit sounds good after this one and boom, boom. Like, yeah, my brain, I could separate myself real well with that. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you ever feel like you, on your on one side, when you're being real prolific, either writing songs or just rhyming and having fun, do you ever feel a need like, ah, oh, like I'm, I'm neglecting my other favorite thing on this side, like I'm making too many beats and not writing. I'm writing too much. I'm not making beats. Nah, never. I don't rush myself for shit. Like it's it's really how I'm feeling. If I make fucking eighty beats in a week, like that's what it was. If I ain't write a verse that week, that's that's what it was. Some weeks, some weeks I'm just writing verses to beats that I made that like have been sitting that I know I would write. Saying just you know the day comes, you know you. Pl- you play that shit and you like, oh yeah, this is it. Like, I got something to say today. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't no, play. You said, a, you said a big gem right there, Brian, when you said, I don't rush. And a lot of artists get caught up, you know, tripping over their own wires, either rushing to what, hit a band camp Friday. Yeah. Or, or some type of weird deadline that they set for themselves. Like, a deadline is good, but a deadline has to serve you. You can't, a deadline shouldn't be like. Yeah, it shouldn't be some set in stone, like. Yeah. Oh, two weeks from now, like, right? Yeah, I mean, cut you up I ain't beans. never fiend to do none of that shit. Like, I'm gonna keep it a bean. Like, I put more things out and more merch out because I was just at a different place in life financially. Right. You know, I'm still good, but I saw how much I was spending, how much I was making, and how much better it would be to put my mind to, to shit more. Because I was like, I right, I got the beats, I got rhymes, I could sell records all fucking day, but I ain't doing this to fucking sell records all, all day, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to drop nine fucking vinyl a year and all that, that to me is just, it's just me, my, my honest opinion, it's not to anybody to disrespect, because I know a lot of people who put out a lot of shit and that shit is amazing, you know? But to me, I'm like, I feel like I got two very good skills coming together and the shit gotta make sense, like, so I only yeah. do this shit when it makes sense to me, like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's real important because like so many people get caught up in chasing what other people are doing. Yeah, right. I, I, I did too. Shit. That's why I had yeah. to slow down. I think we all probably have, you know what I mean? Keep it a thousand. I'll, I ain't one of these rap dudes that's going to be, ah, bro. You know what I'm saying? I always know I was lit. Like, motherfuckers, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. Like, we all look at some shit, no matter if it's good or bad. And it's usually always good for me. But there's times where I see it, I'm like, damn, like, why, why am I not doing that? And that's a problem, you know, like we can never, we should never get to that point. Things happen on their own time when they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, and I learned that with big brain, like I dropped big brain, had a lot of major life changes yeah. and mostly good ways. Some, some like, you know what I mean? Some vast changes that affected me, but the things that came with it, with taking time and letting mm-hmm. things happen as they should, Wow. Led to a lot of amazing things that are about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, still this year. Like, I'm still dropping shit. You know what I mean? This year. So, I mean, but, you know, things like that, you know. It's fucking cool, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Salute to you, Brian. You know, 
people are paying attention for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, it ain't no trendy shit. Like people know that you got roots and you grow or something. Hell yeah. So it's wonderful to see you done. I appreciate that. The the ill thing about your style was when you had the beats on Prem's album where you had reductive, which me and Castro like did, you know, background vocals on. Oh yeah. And then you also did the what's the name joint? Um Apollo Kids Meal. Yeah. And those beats were like when I was looking at the credits, I was like, I didn't know you did both of them for a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like <laughs> banging the record. And then I remember like that record to me from Prem, you know, like that opened my eyes to you and then AJ Swade. And now here we are a year later. And I feel like everybody knows you and AJ Swade. And yeah, so I nah, shit. AJ Swade going in too. That's crazy. Him. But I, th I think what I, what I like about that idea is like, even when I was talking to Chong, like Chong was impressed with Swade hearing him on the Prem album. Yeah. I'm not sure like when he first got wind of you, but I remember like seeing the art you had with PQ, who's the man. And so what I'm getting at is like, when did you decide on your end to be like, yo, like what you're saying, I, I, I have, I have the ability and time to do this the way I like versus I'm going to crank out 70 downloads and all that. Like what, what was that turning point for you to realize like, you, like, like everything we're saying, like you being on your own time and not being on a carousel. When I went to Europe, man, I was out there for a month and a half and shit, like just connecting and doing work. I was like, oh, you know, we're so used to this like uh, American kind of way of just rushing. Mm. Everything's a rush. Everything's like some type of race, you know what I mean? And when I was out there, it was one of the first times I felt like I was just coasting with what I love to do. Like I was just doing <laughs> shit, chilling, and I was around new people. So I think that like, and just seeing how like what I was doing with one album, all the shit I was doing with one album with all the planning I did, like it really showed like, you know, and that doesn't take away from like shit. Like, you know, I'm going to still drop like exclusive shit on my website. You can only buy it there. And, you know, that's for like the, the fans and, you know, the day one super supporters and shit. But as far as the shit that needs to be put out to get more people in. Yeah, it's like after Big Brain, I was like, OK, like people starting to see that this is like a sound, you know, this ain't like no, no bullshit. Like there's a, there's an energy that comes with listening to like brain orchestra records. You know what I mean? Especially the rap, rap shit produced by me. Fucking cool, bro. When, when, when you're on people's radar for the right reasons, that's priceless. All of us in our group text, when you're, when you're on the radar for the wrong reasons, People were like waiting for you to keep stepping on the rake like Sideshow Bob and smack yourself in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't got that reputation of being a fucking weirdo and shit. <laughs> on on everything, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, so I try to just be that that type of person. I lead by example, you know what I mean? And I'm open. I talk to everybody about all this shit. Like I don't be. Again, there's people that won't talk to people about none of this shit. You know the the gems of how to actually do things and operate you know so well how about this we're gonna go to our first commercial break now and then when we come back this is why we brought brain on because this motherfucker is in this group the best rapper producers slash producers slash rappers however we want to go with we're all gonna pick our top three all right we'll be back for this first break with brain orchestra first time guest best producer rappers Bang. 
the number one crew in your area is here with our debut LP, Sedale Threats, by Wrecking Crew, Castro, Prem Rock, Small Pro, me. This album is nutso. If you love uh, the NBA, basketball, banging ass beats, Thurston How to Third, Casual, Reap the Lost Cause, Bruiser Wolf, Alaska, Fat Boy Sharif, Controller 7, August Phenom, Fresh Kills. What are you doing? Grab this shit. Tapes are almost gone. CDs are still in stock. Vinyls on the way. Stream us everywhere on whatever platform you enjoy. Or support the album directly at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. Sedale, Sedale, Sedale. Threat! So, all right, now we're back. We got Frank Orchestra <laughs> And we're gonna do our our favorite or best or just people we're fucking with at the moment, and we're all gonna pick one, go in a round. I'm gonna write them all down until uh, it's, everyone has a list. I think yeah. hopefully, if you want to change it, like I usually change it a thousand times because I get in my brain too much. You know, no pun intended. But I'm gonna open up with first then the brain orchestra. His first pick. Who is who is your the first person you think of when we say like best producer rapper? Or your favorite, whatever my one. First, my first pick always will be Dilla. Jay Dilla. Yeah, Dilla, I feel like he knew how to ride on his beats the best. So well, that's it. That's it right there. Yeah. It, it wasn't even that he was like the illest, because he was going in. Like he, he, and, and he Aquarius, you know what I'm saying? He got that, that flair to him and shit. Like I could relate to that, that shit. Swing. I can relate to that shit. It was like a, a slum. I remember like I was talking to Z about it, Brent, and it was like I got into Fantastic Volume Two. I kind of missed that J eighty eight stuff because I yeah. know what they were doing. You know, they were like on two labels at the time. Yeah. And then by the third song, you start realizing, yo, this is a style. Like yeah. you know, all all three of them are like doing this style, and then you do some further digging, you realize, all right, the Dilla kind of gave birth to this style and T3 put his spin on it and by 10 put his spin on it. But every song, these cats are like three-part harmony almost. Like, you yeah. know, like barbershop quartet stuff because they just, even though it's a different voice, it's still that style. And I remember that really being a thing. And it wasn't so much about the lyrics or, or actually the, the strict bar work. It was yeah, about- because the Slum Village shit was definitely more of an energy thing. Yeah. But then you got Dillo on like, like welcome to Detroit and shit. And yes, my son was like rapping. And then the beats were like, yo, what? Like, like the the joint pause. Like yes. that, that's what I mean. It's joints like that that are like, yo, like he's so ill. Like we he, talk about he um what was the joint? See, what was the joint? Uh him and Madlib. Champion sound. Oh, champion sound too. That oh. shit. Yeah, they were that. That's another the song thing. champion. No, that the the, the, project. the whole uh, the whole project. That's what that's what I mean. That right there is a great example of like him being a rapper and being able to adapt. I mean, him and Madlib were the nicest uh, and right. Doom. I, I like within that circle. I'm saying it was like Doom, Madlib, and Dylan and shit. But when they were them them two together was like. You know what I'm saying? Like that was some different shit. Like, you know, and it just showed his the way he could adapt as a rapper to other people's shit. Yep. You know, but I loved him mostly because of like 
he just knew exactly what he was doing over his over his beats like every time you know what i mean it one, was, one of the no best mistake. fuck the police songs yeah that's what i'm one saying the, <laughs> the flute <laughs> 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 gotta drop that y'all i love that one two three yo, yeah. fuck the police yo Shit. nah he went stupid yeah oh it's for you it's for you Say fuck the police. One, two, three, fuck the police. Yeah, fuck them. Applaud any nigga. Damn right, I'm. We could lose a few of them. We got enough of them. My niggas on the corner, they be dodging and ducking them. Bitches getting pulled over, end up fucking them. For real. And see, now we got these fake cops. They thought he had a gun. Made a mistake, cops. I hate cops. Turn on the TV. Is this another cop busted from illegal business? They out of control. They out of their minds. They pulling you over. They hopping inside. Just. Know you got drugs and know you got guns And they know when they mad when they can't find none Stupid, don't you know they get been at the stash box Did he be in the need a key to get in it And he offended people suck my balls All y'all off the wall get stupid dog Don't hold back, don't let go Don't say damn, just say whoa But yeah, so that's, that's my first pick <laughs> Another cop busted for illegal business out of control, they out of their mind. They pull you over, they hop. It's crazy. So yeah, one of my favorite cars is like, when, what did he say? He says, the, like, the bass is shaking the truck. That one he says, and the five come loose. Something, something he says about, like, the, the singer no, of the truck comes loose over the bass. He said, my favorite bar from Dilly says, I'm in the booth, chain swinging, sound like extra percussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has that one line he said, he said, um, and the trunk got the fifth element like Tucker's in it. Yeah, it's it like it's like he was saying shit like it had bad attitude. Yeah, because he knew yeah. he was. It's like it's this feeling you get from rapping on your own shit where your attitude is just like you're not fucking with me. I'm gonna talk my shit. And he was such a great example of that. Because Madlib, you know, Madlib, Madlib was rhyming, but he was in like a character mode, which was great yeah. too. But it wasn't. It was like its own thing. Not that it was better or worse, but like Dilla was just like, nah, I'm like spitting as Dilla on Dilla production. Yeah. Like, yeah. So to me, yeah, that shit so. was like a crazy strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. All right. You're, now your pick. So Jay, Jay Dilla is, is, is taken. Okay. Well, we're not doing draft. No drafts, but yeah. doesn't want. All right. But so yeah. we um, I'm going to go. I'm going to take Large Professor. Ah, <laughs> oh, the LP. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I didn't put him on the list, even though like he is number one in my heart forever, just because I want to make the show more interesting. Another yeah. one that just knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, he could he could coast off of breaking Adams forever, as far as yeah, the main sort of stuff. Like it's it's a lot of yeah. he got bar work there. Like he doesn't need to. Yeah, add that, <laughs> I mean like that, that album was what, almost thirty years old. Yeah, he Dude, was he, he rhymed he rhymed. What he wrong? It was like some shit about like don't talk about how you could bake Rambo. That's just a bunch of amateur Hambo. Like nobody rhymed amateur Hambo. Yo, thanks. He's he's and got, also he's, he's got a classic. Like if the aliens came to the planet and it's like yo, who got a hip hop voice? Yo, man, yeah, just be large, for, yeah, large bro. It, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like just the way he talks, the way he moves, his bop. 
every yeah. like like a hip hop like um living breathing type type thing. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And yeah, nobody's gratefully. ever been cooler than Large Professor was on just hanging Big. out. I'm mainly known for the rough raps, but kids steal my lyrics like hubcaps and eat them like stacks of flapjacks like rough rats. Hey, and I get busy over unknown traps while the next man flaps his list like parquet. I'm skilled in the field, so slide to the side. I'll make a rapper cry, cause I can get some shut eye while he's having hard times writing rhymes. So he gnaws all my metaphors and dimes on my lines. Which is the reason why I like to hang out and hustle with my friends to get away from pins and copiers. So I'm Corona bound to check you, aka Dr. Butcher, and what's going down. And Joe with the Jetta enables us to get around town. He's a clown. Other than that, I'm with Joe Burgos, watching old Black Caesar flick for kicks. Jump in the wagon here, we're out of here without an idea where. But usually we wind up there. You know, I mean, there's never been anybody that's been more cool than that dude. Yo, that. he's cool as shit on that shit, yo. Yeah. He, he was, he a was splashing on the beats, too, yo. Oh, man, he really was. And his, shit, he, like, the way he finds those pockets on there, they're so beautiful. Yeah, he, re, he, a, real like, loop, he a real loop digger. Like, he finds yeah. them. He finds he's one of the producers where I don't mind his stuff getting used twice. So when he when he did his version of um, Who's the Man, mm. after he had already yeah. given it to Nas, it still it still hits for me his version, and I, sometimes I have issues with that with remixes and things like that. I try to be like, well, whose song? Who, who am I giving the song to? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. And right. I, I I noticed that when he came with his album, what was that? That um first place, first target. What was that point? First place. Yeah, that one. And he and he put um he put he, he put his version of um who's the man on it, right? He, you're the man. Yeah. Yeah, you the man. Yeah, yeah. And then um and then he rapped on it. But that was after Nas had. Oh, because he, he had, um yeah, he also had like the Nas, the one-on-one joint with Nas, Stay Chiseled, which is fucking, yeah. it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. And then what was yeah. the other, um, I have his, 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 well, his last couple of records, he did one called Reliving, which is really dope. And he's got a song on there about Nas, which is nasty. And he's got an album right before that called Professor At Large, which I never yeah. seen talk about. I have, I have that wax. And he doesn't is, he have that song? You talking about the train and his mad train sounds in it? What's that? Where's that one? That's, that's with Nas. That's, that's locomotive. But he's just doing. Oh, the but that's on Nas' record. Yeah, but he's he on. Just, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not even doing the beats, but like his beats are like the. He's just like so hip hop, but his beats don't have like a a one type of signature to me that like Premier had or like RZA would have or Pete Rock would have. Yeah. Like Large Pro for a little while, he was doing, doing like like the sleigh bells. And he was doing See, like I think he, I think his stuff would hit more like he had like certain like um like legendary hip hop moments as his beat, but yeah. not necessarily a sound. Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So he had a beat on Illmatic. When he I think of sleigh bells you know. though, I think of Yeah, like okay. that's his shit, right? Yeah. That's why I learned to put sleigh bells listening to him, to be honest with you. I was just listening to him yesterday. I was like, I was like, I had my shit on shuffle, and it was a song he did. He did a beat for the locks featuring West Side Gun and Benny. Yeah, that shit is crazy. <laughs> and let's I'm listening to that. I'm like, why isn't why is no one in Griselda doing an entire album with Large Pro? Why is the locks like why are you just not doing but I mean who yeah. unless unless it's his own stuff, when has he done a whole record for somebody? Good call. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did the, he the, the mega joint, the mega philosophy joint. 
Yeah, he also you know did the how I feel about Which one? The Akinelli's album. Oh, and, and, um, I think he did Gemini the Gifted one a long time ago. But that got to be that, some, that's like, kind of random and bad. Yeah, that got to be some homie shit. shit. I was just about to yeah, say, it. like, yeah, that's yeah, like Brandon. his man's man's. Yeah, so he's going to do it. He also you know did a lot of ghost producing for Eric B. and Rock Ken, too. Early on, okay. yeah. Okay, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah I mean, but, but, but he didn't make it a point to be like, I don't know, get with Eric Sermon and do a whole project. He didn't do a whole project where it's like produced by Large Pro. He hasn't made a, that a point. He's made a point more to do nah. his solo work. Yeah, I've seen him, you know, more determined that. Yeah, I feel, I feel, album. I feel him on that for sure. I kind of, I could, I could, uh, you could relate. I could relate, but in not really because I'm the internet is different now. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. his internet and connecting is yeah. way different. I've produced projects for people, but I, I could see why he did. He never did that. Mm. Cause it's like I said, like he, he, he didn't have like this outright signature sound. So keeping he it to did. himself. It's probably better, maybe. You know what I mean? He did uh, Cool G Rap, Dead or Alive. He did, like, the whole record. That shit was stupid, though. Yeah. That's early 90s. When, when was that? That was... Uh, it was before the main source record came out. I think it was, like, yeah, 90. 90. Okay. Had it. Yeah. He's just... I mean, I love him. I, every, everything about him. Like, his voice, his delivery. I remember when we did that show with Blueprint a few years back. And me and him were just outside the venue, just talking about like that large pro pocket of when he raps, like he's always in it. it doesn't matter what the fuck he's saying. He's just yeah. like, his brain was thinking about Dilla. Like just- You know what, you know, that's, that's that, um, cause I was listening to him too. This, that's that master ace discipline. Yeah. Like, pocket. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a have, I got my swing. And if you ain't, yeah. you know, you got that thing, got that swing, do that, do that. That's what that shit is. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I, I think just like the way he talks is so hip hop already. It's yeah. living formula. You know what I mean? Just him talking. Just talks the in the cadence. Yes. This is the other side of that. When me and Alaska talk about like um, KRS's uh, yeah. chamber, yeah. which is kind of annoying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like put on and shit. Where it's He's like, like ah. Right. Like, um, KRS now ah. speaks, he, he feels like he is, he is going to have a viral TED talk. Whereas large, he pro- feels like he's talking down to everybody. Yeah, like, come on, man. Well, you're like somebody's. You're like your if your you mom's know, annoying yeah, friend. If you know just is like we don't do that here. The boombox. If you notice yeah. the boombox, there's two speakers oh. on each side. There's a right <laughs> channel and a left channel. Yeah, it's your right braid and your left braid. He'll do stuff like that, and it's like, okay, we understand. He start like, rapping right. and sh- he start rapping shit around. Fucking crazy, y'all. I swear, man. You start creating bars. In examples, he does do like that. that. He does do that. In, he does yeah, do that. I know a few people like that. That should be funny as shit. This shit is too funny. Turn your shit off. Turn it off, brother. This whole the point what you had to say is like this, it's the natural nature of Large Pro, where it's like Paris One is like, oh, let me put on my hip hop suit. Yeah, like I have it, the right leg. The left only leg. time I ever saw a Large Professor in a documentary was that Nas shit when he was drunk and making sure to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk as shit, getting haircuts, and then Killer Mike came through, and like they weren't impressed by the song. Quick sidebar: When Keith Murray put the the Rasta hat on and started rapping like <laughs> like KRS in the battle <laughs> versus uh versus uh what's this dude's name from Onyx? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Fredro. Yeah, he did Fredo, that when he yeah. Yeah, he said cut the beat, and then he put like the the real the real like. 
the Rasta hat with the fake dreads. And my son said, he said, turn it into KRS. <laughs> and it's just funny that you guys talking about the cadence because he he like it was Keith Murray doing a KRS impersonation, but it still that's sounded incredible. like Keith Murray. <laughs> that, that, that's that's incredible. That's that's one of a kind. Nah, that's like Keith watch, Murry do. I got to watch that shit. Keith yeah. Murray doing KRS one. My like, bad. I didn't mean to sideboard it, but no, I just, that shit is hilarious. Anytime that KRS hilarious. come up, I just think of that shit. Like Keith Murray was bugging. Keith <laughs> Murray. Well, that, that's why you say that because that's Castro's pick for his number one guys. <laughs> Keep them produced. Keep them produced. <laughs> what do you say, Keith Murray? I mean, obviously he makes makes hits. Who's your pick? He's a hit maker. He's a hit maker. Yes, yeah, he, he makes better hits than he does his albums. Yes. All right. So Dilla, we got Dilla. We got Large Pro. Who do you have, Castro? Daddy Fat. Sacks, big boy. So now, so my pick is more in the um the other side of this coin, where it's like rapper producer. But what the key with big boy is, you have to go digging, same way that Q Tip had to reveal, and realize how much production my man is really responsible for. You know what I'm saying? So first Mm -hmm. off, there's the whole Earth Tone Three incarnation. So if you would look on Outcast credits, you see produced by Earth Tone Three, produced by if it wasn't um Dungeon Family. It wasn't like Rico and them. You would see yeah. this other thing, Earth Tone Three, and you're like, "What's this?" And Earth Tone Three literally was Dre, Big Boy, and DJ Head, and that was their three-headed monster. Yeah, they would yeah. produce a lot of their own, their own um, joints. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. DJ, Mr. DJ, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then you move on. You have things like Speaker Box and stuff like that. And um, Big Boy's really like his um, producing. Like one of his big joints is the way you move. Oof. That's a Big Boy production, and that, and to me. What got me about that is like, if you're familiar with HBCUs at all and the big band competitions and stuff, yeah, yeah. He, he put that he put that back in the, the the drum patterns or the marching bands. He put that in the yeah. beat. So the video always lends to that. But I, but when I just listen to the song, it takes me there. If you've ever been to a homecoming or even your own school's homecoming, it doesn't necessarily mean in the south. You know, there's that expression. But the yeah. big band, big performance ones were down in, in south and Grambling. And you know Alabama and stuff like that, and so that song that starts with that front, 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 front. He also produced um, Adidas by Killer Mike. on Santana's record. Damn. What a joint my man and joint my chrome. He produced on he produced on Jennifer Lopez's record. Damn. Still around. That's why he got got two owls in his crib. He's got owls. That's why he could afford that shit. 
And then we got, then we go into um stuff that's more rem- memorable, like the Idlewild soundtrack, which is also a personal favorite of mine. He has production on there, The Train, Call the Law. So, the oh, oh, and then on his solo records, if you look oh, at the credits, he's, he, does, he does like five or six on each yo. record. Yo, so man. I'm just saying, like, he's just showing his versatility later in his career, as opposed to not letting you know he's producing. Like, in his, his first phase of his career was like, I'm, I'm the rap. I'm, I'm this rapper, rapper. I can rap my ass off. Yep. And we do production, but let's not put that in the forefront. We want people to know it's for our rap. Then as he gets older, he's like, I want everybody to know full length and weight of what, you know, what I'm able to do as an outcast legend and shit. Yeah, that's, so, I mean, to piggyback on that, that's like, you know, that's like with, with Dilla, with the shit he was producing for other people, like, that motherfucker got an NSYNC record. Oof. Hell yeah. So it's shit like that. It's like, you know what I mean? Just weird, crazy shit you wouldn't expect. But they just got that ear for like all everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And, and what's the name? Big boy solo shit is banging. Oh yeah. Yep, and not. No one talks about them shit. The Sir Lucia's left foot? Oh my god. Yeah. Even the Fantagram, just the, the like what people I feel like don't talk about with big boys. My man just turned into a super risk taker the minute Outcast turned into risk taker. And he carried mm-hmm. that on to his solo career. They just like, oh, we gonna get risk. You know, fuck all that safe shit. We could fall back into our southern um rhythms, but nah, we gonna take super risk. Oh. And then when Big Boy was by himself, it feels like uh, it's funny because you look at Andre as the eccentric one. The big boy takes a lot of, of musical risk and put it out there. You know, obviously Andre don't release as much as Big Boy, but we're seeing that Big Boy puts his, you know, money where his mouth is. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? He'll try a lot of things out. Oh, you know. That's, that, I can't, that sleepy shit he does with, with Sleepy Brown now, and the big sleep, that oh. record. You know oh. what I'm saying? Yeah. Him, him doing the shine blocker shit with Gucci Mane on fucking Sir Lucia's left foot. <laughs> oh, my God. He did, he did a beat. Like, he has co-production credits or outright credits all over his solo, too. You know what I mean? He's yep. just, he never stops. That's what's really cool about him. Yeah, that's a great pick. So, all right, I like that. Uh, so, no one else had Big Boy, right? Nah. All right. Um, so, who you got? I'm gonna go. My first pick is Black Milk. Oh God. Sound yeah. The city. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You like that? You like a uh, no, no poison, no paradise. You like that? Oh no, no, I don't. No, actually, I don't. That, that one is particularly. And let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, that Zilla was pushing that record to me all year was out, and he was trying to explain the narrative and all the sonic things. No poison, no power. I, I will let. Yeah, I will let. I will let the panel take care of that. Cause we have black milk. We have. We, we have issues. All right. In Alaska, are big black milk fans. I, I think Brain from his reaction is a, is a black milk. He's an impeccable taste, unlike Castro. Um, what? What? I, I can say this about milk. I don't, he was like he's a student for sure that's that, one thing that's what i was gonna get at he's like he knows his shit but now i think his last three four albums he's like moved away from playing into his influences and trying to prove things like i was playing tronic the other day where he was trying to get more in the synths and stuff which is really dope yeah. and the album of the year was like a lot of like live drums and live instruments like tronic was where i kind of had a disconnect but i will say this about black milk the, the stuff he does with that with that band Matt Turner is very impressive. Oh, That's yeah. very impressive when he when he started cultivating him, him in that band. I, I give him that. Yeah, and I, I think his last one was called Dive, and that was more that was like a very like modern contemporary type of record to make. And so I think he's just, 
I think he could have played it very easily. Because remember early on with him, he was like filling that void of Dilla because like Dilla was yeah, he was, like, he was like like the new Detroit sound. Yeah, and he was like at, at, at that time, but he smartly didn't sit back and just be like, oh, like I'm the next Detroit Dilla Boom Bap guy. Like that's me. He gave them. Yeah, all- he never took the that initiative to take that torch and shit. Like no, yeah. He let Ella, it's funny. He let Ella J and um. Was the other guy R? Was the other guy R? Young RJ. Young RJ's dope. Young RJ is crazy, but he let them take that slot. If you look at Illa J and what Young RJ and yeah, like, the he did like the Fat Ray album. He did like the yeah. Random Acts record. He did the shit with uh, Bishop Lamont, which is Cal Troy. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I remember Cal Troy. That is dope. That's a dope one. Really cool record. Yeah, and then on, but on on his end, like Ryman, like to me, I I didn't look at him as anything more than just kind of like a flower. Like he just had a good flow on his beats. And yeah, he, he wasn't, I mean, he ain't, he wasn't saying the craziest shit. Nah. But then, like, the No Poison, No Paradise record, that's when, to me, I was like, whoa. Ooh, that album's wild. He has a point of view now. Like, he's talking about, like, he's talking about, like, religion and growing up, like, in a dangerous area when you're trying to be the good kid. Like, he just had a lot of depth on that record where I was like, oh, he has a voice now writing. You know what I mean? Like, the beats yeah. are going. <laughs> what are you going to say, Alaska? I was gonna say, like production-wise, he started dip, like really dipping into like Detroit house sounds as well, like bringing those into the mix, which really yeah. helped him, him stand out a bit more from the the run-of-the-mill producers that were coming out at that time, especially in like like the 2014, 2015 range. He like really established himself as something different. He evolved mm-hmm. nicely. Yeah. Cool. You say, Castro? No, I'm saying good call. Um, yeah, I just I just think like he's just a person that another same thing. I think I feel like people were on board early when it was like the like the prodigal son taking over when Dilla passed. Whereas now I feel like I don't know if there's like as much buzz or excitement anymore, but I feel like I feel like he made that choice deliberately not to just occupy that space. You know what I mean? Because like when people move on anyway with their taste and what they're into, then you're kind of done if you're married to it versus like Alaska said him doing more or pulling in different elements and so when I see his name on other credits and shit I'm always like man this is I'm in for a fucking treat anytime I see black milk so that's that's a dude I'm, I've just been a fan of for Jesus 15 years now I hear that that shit is hard you ever hear that that, that purple rain the the prince joint he did that beat tape rain yeah yeah that shit is that's hard to find now because you know it's like copyright to death yeah no, I heard it like back in high school. And then he, he had another one. It was called like Synther Soul. It was like a record store day release. Where it was like a like half the beats were synth joints. The other ones were like sped up soul records and shit. Something yeah. Like that. yeah that was one of the things that I think is, is common with the, especially like the more producer than rapper artists we've been talking about is how they're not burdened with like the MC's need for complexity. Mm. You know, like MCs come from that point of view where it's like I got to be the wildest shit out, whereas they're like, this is just another instrument in my production catalog. Yeah, it's got to exactly. sound yeah. right over the beat, which is, I think, something all MCs should really learn from. You know, mm. like we always want to try to do something a little extra flashy, but sometimes that's the thing that fucks up the song. Mm. That's a good fucking point, dude. I like that shit. No, uh, I could agree with that for sure. Hola.
How you go from being on to having no riches? Hoes all in your phone to having no bitches. Used to be high roller. Now look how you sitting thinking that your life is over. Out here trying to make a living. Told my conscience, shut the fuck up. Trying to get it together. Put my hands on my face. Can't look myself in the mirror. I swore to God, I said I'd never go back being broke. Feeling like I'm back at square one. Fuck a nigga being poor. Guess he didn't answer your prayers or help your affairs. Now that no one cares, what's the point of being here? Yeah, yeah, you had it all. Hit abroad all night. Now shit is coming full circle. Didn't play your cards right. Yeah, I, I think that was like Black Milk's the earlier run. Like that's all it was. It was like him adding on to it versus like okay to open up the, the like, yeah. Like so, as you saying, like a producer rapper has a little bit more restraint. Yeah. Than 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 the normal MC, you know. Yeah, which is why I made that distinction because I think with Big Boy he's the other way. He's rapper first. Yeah, yeah, and he'll he'll do the little bit extra that sometimes helps and sometimes hurts. Yeah, indeed. You know what I mean? And the other three that we mentioned are producers first, and they sort of they don't have that that need to to flash the MC card. No, as much like like Large Pro and Dilla are just like rocking with, and then Black Milk's the same way too. Black the same way. I like that shit. All right, let's let's do this. Why don't we take our next break? We'll come back round two. Best favorite producers who rap, rappers who can produce, and so on and so on. What's up, it's Love Ulysses. Me and Jason Griffin back with week two, baby. This one is called Friendly Song featuring Alaska and Zilla Rocka. Me and Griff are dropping one single per week for four weeks through Insubordinate Records. We also got one shirt per song, baby. So if you like this song enough, you can put this shirt on while you meet your favorite USC fighter and swing on that nigga and then find out you're not built like that for real. Cause why are you hating from outside the club? Oh, we're back. No, All right, so we got actually Burns next. He picked Jay Dilla as as his go-to rapper producer. Who out of your three? Who would, who was your second person that came to mind? All-time rapper producer, and your 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 mind only. So right now, again, I'm more on some like how I'm feeling right now. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Ka, Brown's Yeah, it's Ka. And that's another dude who I feel is more of a rapper than a producer. Right. In a sense where his, he don't lack on his beats, but he definitely shines way more writing. And it's but he, just, lays in, he lays his own sound bag. Exactly. It's interesting that, how he just yeah. has his real cool, straightforward way of putting together a beat and then rapping and making it like, I mean, I think he's one of the best rappers right now, in my opinion, but he's also a producer, so I had to throw him in there. Quickly. No, I think he qualifies. He, he He's also kind of mastered the minimal with his flow and some of his production. He'll try yeah. things. He's insane. Um, I think he was like, I feel like he was the most experimental on his second record. Yeah. As far as like trying production. Of, and, his you know. latest shit, though, he has, he he had some really weird shit that I fucked with. Like, the shit is just real ominous. I like his. Oh, no, I'm um, like with the Mart. What's it called? Martyr's Reward? No, nah, what? Uh, Descendants of Cain? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one a lot, actually. But yeah, I just quit, you know, I'm a quick to him because I've been listening to him a lot and admiring his shit for the past like three years. Ooh, I found yeah. out about him. So. Yeah, he was like, um, I remember 
because Barry put me on to him on that Jizza record, that Pro Tools album. Mm. Buy house shit. And and I remember checking that song because at the time I was I'm such an obsessive Rock Marcy fan. That was the dry period when Rock Marcy wasn't he didn't have a lot of placements. He wasn't out. So I saw like Rock Marcy did the beat and this dude named Ka on a Jizza album. And I'm, and it just but the whole song was just Ka rhyming with Jizza doing this banging hook. I'm like, what the fuck is this stuff? Okay. Yeah. And then when Marsburg dropped and he was on like Thug's Prayer, then Grief Pedigree came out. I was just like locked in with this dude. Yeah, he's Grief just, Pedigree was the one. I was like, oh my god. I love every that song on that shit is crazy. Every song, yep. It's like uh, I like Night Gambit too. Yeah, but that that was that was a triumph. I remember Cold Facts dropping. They stand the test, got father time rhymes. I know I'm blessed, father, part of my crimes. Just wanted to stack and ride beamers. Don't laugh on the Ave with a pack of hyenas. Come through with the pride, get attacked with five Ninas. Got trapped, now I'm flying, now I'm back with my Venus. The dream is live clean and good living. It's free as a scene, but the shit is a hood prison. So we sold that poison like Bivens. Made noise and quietly gave sister nice ribbons. Fuck them cops and swats with night vision. Give me three days, we celebrate like Christ risen. Grew up with good spirited goons, now I only see him in tombs or in visiting rooms. All the chrome tight, the beast on the creep. I own the night, the heat's my receipt. I need peace, all that beef shit is weak. When niggas that talk trash get sweeped in the street. Wash down the gutter, whatever remains get tossed around your mother. Jump through squares, made of crown another. I see your traps and your plots, dead as shot rolling with cold jacks. Nigga, I got perfect, I fuck no better. I heated up with cold facts. Yeah, cold facts like that song is like wow. the way the video it, it was the way the video felt cold was it was black and white that one that one chamber that one. oh yeah he was he was on he was skiing like i remember thinking about he was he was skiing during that time like the way he was rapping there's that realized one. he was doing the beat you know he realized he was doing the videos my, my thing was like um we talked about this in, in the past episode world building Yes, I was really good at world building. Something that like Madlib mm-hmm. does, that Jay Dilla does, when they create their own sphere. Madlib, in terms of making characters, I think um, Kai is like, all right, you're gonna see the city through my eyes. And I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you hear the sounds that I hear, and I'm gonna make you hear the whispers. You know, you're gonna hear the, the streets talking the way I talk. Yeah. And I think he does a lot of world building. You know, he doesn't have many features. He doesn't feature on much, so he doesn't step out of his universe. You got to go into his corner. Mm-hmm. To, 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 you know, to feel his um, experience. Yeah. yeah. There's that one. There's that one little couplet he has on a chamber, where Castro. When we were in Oakland and we were we were kicking it with Dose, and we were like all admiring Ka, and he was like, "Yeah, I've been trying to put like Mike Eagle and Bus Driver and all these dudes in the West Coast onto him, and they don't get it. Like they don't have that ear yet for him because he was still relatively new. But he has that couplet where he says." P90 Protestant, unlocked boxes, shot stocked in the Ottoman, Rob Brothers, large figures with the polished tent, point guard, star of heart, I was impoverished then. One in the chamber. Like that. When he, he hit says, me. With- I own the night, the heat's my receipt. Yeah. I, I that, that was the line for me, yo. Like he had a yeah, I, was just I like, own the night, the heat's my receipt. The heat's my receipt. Crazy, like, that, you just like, whoa. I remember, I remember just like being. You know, you get blown back, and you know, that couple of you hit that was that was dope. But like that little simple, I own the night that heats my receipt. What's the way to beat? And he had now, my favorite bar was when he says, "Promoters called me Moses, but how I part the seas? Notice come through the crowd, my staff part the seas." 
I was like, I don't want to hear no Moses bars from nobody. It's that it's that bar. So he got the Moses bar, and then he says, um, stay the hell out of my life. I need heaven's visa, know what's right, but can't change overnight like Ebenezer. I was like, Oh yeah. The Ebenezer Scrooge bar. Is that the defendant? Nah, that was Iron Age. Rock Mars. Oh, the first one. Yeah, yeah. The Ebenezer Scrooge bar, I'm like. I don't want to hear no nobody rap any bar about that because that's the best one I heard. Like, this <laughs> is like, yo, Period. wow. Yeah, he has like these, like his bars be having like uh, seven yeah. meanings and shit. It's like, yep. Triple entendres. Nah, he wait. really, he really the one when it comes to that, in my opinion. Like, yo, he's not he, to be fucked uh, with. I'm sorry, boys. I'll get all amped up now. On that shit on off the record, right? Mm. Where he does the Jizz's style of listing all rap album titles, but instead of doing yeah. it just to name them all, he bends he them all into his style, right? Yep. So it says back, yes, he does fuck up. My gun a new Beretta, put us on a hard job. No one could do it better. The pawn board broke, lived in pain. No favors. Coke saved us. Long live the cane. Soon as I blew, knew nothing would limit me. Be that mighty G from 93 to infinity. Stupid. Dead serious with women doggy style. <laughs> it's crazy. Like him. It is crazy. Make that... He has a dope video for that. because That um, was. I know the video he's um he's digging in the crate and he keeps picking out. Yeah, he said, yeah. That he... yeah. And that doesn't say that takes some choreography. He, he said, hey. He said, "Hated we take that innocent girl, rudest bitch from the most beautifulest thing in the world." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's fucked up, man." Nah, but he, he was a lot. my girl. He says says, it. My girl says it a lot. Where uh, he has like this way of uh, his bars are super reality stricken. Like right. sometimes you don't even yeah. know how to feel when you hear that shit. Yeah, and I think that's why stricken. it's super powerful because you're like, it's like you just read. It's like, yo, it's like real, like, it's po poetic shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's beyond And rap. it's super relatable. Yeah, like, I feel it, like it's like rap, it. but it's beyond just writing bars. Like, this dude is like, this man could write a fucking book and sell it to you, my boy. Like, No, he's, he's pitching scripture. Yeah, he's not, a lot, pitching of, not scripture. a lot of rappers are, like, painting that, like, where you're like, fuck. Like, I feel like I'm sitting in this guy's chair right now, like, watching the world and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, and last line I love that song, and we'll move on. As he says, write out this diary, this war report, got Supreme Clientel, I give him more to snort. <laughs> yeah, that shit was different. <laughs> nah, he's, he's mean. He's mean with it. So Alaska's got his next pick for his, his second of three favorite rapper, producer, producer, rappers. Who you got? So I'm going for somebody that I don't think gets nearly enough props for their contributions. Um, I'm going with DJ Quick, you know. Wow, rhythmalism. Like, yeah, he's to me, he's sort of like he's the sound of LA to me. Like he's he's the hometown yes. hero. Like you know, Dre became like the superstar Hollywood guy, and then Quick just remained the hometown hero, just making like the fly shit. Um, you know, his production yep. credits are bananas. Um, just, you know, really like producing a lot of his own shit, but he also produced like all the sugar-free shit. 
Um, he produced like bad shit for Pac, for Snoop, Corrupt, Janet Jackson, um, Exhibit. Um, so would you would you give him more more credit for the sound of L.A. than like the, the, the natural people? People think of Snoop, they think of you know Shug, they think of Jay. Yeah, but Quake definitely. has a lot to do with. Like, he was there before them. Sound. I would put yeah. him in MC8 as more important to the sound of L.A. than Thank any you. of those dudes. Thank you. That's um, important. That's important. Yeah, you know, and it, I think it, it it speaks to the fact that they had Wild B for a long time too, right? Because they were jockeying for that position. But um, yeah, I think like as a producer and an MC, he's never discussed. No, it needs to be way more in the conversation because um, he's just he's cool. Like if dig into some TJ quick, and and you'll see it's like it's very the prototype for a lot of shit that you know out of LA. Psych? Oh no, it's 98, y'all. And we got some new shit. What we say? Yes. <laughs> Save the world in this That's right. Huh? Fuck what you heard, baby. I'm DJ Quick. Whether on TV or in these streets, I'm still the shit. I went from drinking eight ball and making demos to drinking Hennessy and Chevy's Regal in the back of the limo. Getting my issue in life. You can't hate that. And when I tell you about yourself, nigga, you can't take that. Cause y'all be cross-faced. If you don't understand, you got a side and I got one. But you be crossing over here to see what's in my hand. Yeah, but that's cool too. I guess my money on the double, that's what I do. Hitting them brown bubbles and avoiding trouble. Hoes to choose with nothing to lose. And a million motherfuckers want to be in my shoes. But you don't understand. Beyond the parties and cheers, I've been broke my whole career. Breaking bread with my peers. Bought a 96 Impala, the new double S. Before the 20,000 mile mark, I gave it to six. I can never bust a new shoe if my nephews ain't got it. Feel a jumpman Cortez, yeah, I'm coming out the pocket. Put my homies in the hood up on it when I'm around. Cause there's a difference between being a thug and being down. Man. Bang, 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 boogie, they bang, they bang, boogie to the boogie, bang, boogie, they bang. Fuck what you saying, nigga, you a gangster. I, I think, like, when, when, like, DJ Mustard hit hard in the last 10 yeah. years, to me, I was like, he's just, like, a newer, younger version of Quick to me. Ah, like, okay. Mustard, because mustard takes those really interesting like synth bass sounds that are very very simple to play, and when you hear it, you're like, oh shit! Like as a producer myself, you're like, wow, how did I never hit those three or four keys in that arrangement and make something so fucking popping? Yeah. Like how John used to be, where you're like, it's so simple but banging, and but mustard would just have like like the finger snaps, or like. Mm-hmm. Keys that he would use like his house music. Um, but it was very LA and like, he has a lot on the new, uh, Vince Staples record, which I, 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 but like quick is, I feel like quick, there was a video of him, maybe like a year or two ago went viral where he was like burning up a check. He got yeah. from, uh, yeah, from death, like row. death yeah. row or somebody. Death row. Yeah. It was a death yeah. row check. Um, I just spoke check or something. Yeah. Like, like talk. Royalty check. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Was- Cause it was like for, he didn't get credits. Like they didn't give him like real credits on the record. Right, so it was for like, like some like stuff, for like I think it was right. on All Eyes on Me or something like that. Yeah, and then also, yes, like, yes, of, um, the sound of LA. Not only that, like he, when I think of quick, I think of like melody, and so yeah. like that. The whole idea yeah. of um, and Z talks about this. We all talk about this. Like the whole idea of I'm a, I'm gonna use so being down in Florida and listening to Rick Ross with the top down, being in mm-hmm. LA and listening to Quick or Snoop with the top down with one yeah. wheel leaning that you know what i'm yeah. saying that whole the cultural is added to 
the the music listening experience. So they produce and, yeah. make, and make stuff for that. You know right. what I'm saying? Like them cats out there. Being in New Orleans here, Manny Fresh. Thank, thank you. And they spend yeah. more yeah. time in their cars than they do in their cribs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As, as, as certain days. And so this music is going to work for that medium. And, yeah. and I think Quick is definitely like rider music. That, that what you want to call rider music? Yeah. Where they used to yeah. ride out to shoot people and they used to ride out to chill. Same way yeah. in Houston. When they when they would get that slab yeah. riding and shit like that, it's the same difference. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. yeah, it's like real culturally, like culturally, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like the same way if if, if like if, if I'm ever now in Brains part of Jersey, like like I would want to hear your music. The same way, like every time I cross the bridge to go to New York, I put on like Rock Marcy. Like I want to get you want to feel the vibe the shit yeah. that I think embodies that part of the world you know what I mean yeah to, to me there's still yeah, like I wanted to driving down the west side highway listening to ill and l scratch you know what I mean like coming oh, from that, that era of like yeah. those big videos of them just driving around New York with like the hype Williams colors and shit like yeah. it just yeah. feels or like when you that, hit, that's when what you it hit feels Jersey, like you, you put on fame one mm-hmm. like whether it's, you know the artifact right. put on stuff you put on Red Man in Newark, you feel that. Yep. You feel that. Feel that. Yeah. Brick City. So yeah, I mean Quick Quick does have one major strike against him though. He did uh produce Justify My Thug on the Black Album, which is perhaps oh. the worst <laughs> the worst Jay-Z song ever made. <laughs> For you who, who, he, who, did he have Vita singing that part? Justify my third part? No, it's Madonna's, was, but I think No, I think that was too. like it was like Mariah Carey or some shit, dude. Not him getting oh, I think this version where Vita's doing it and like I maybe she's in a video like a dress bag it up. She did no remember she did the cover of Justify My Love. Y'all don't remember that. Vita did a cover of Justify My Love and Madonna Ooh. did not like it. They didn't clear it and they didn't let it ride. Yeah, it's a video though. And she like her dress is hanging off. Looks crazy. Um, that song is terrible. Yes, that, that's that's disaster. But it's also but the, the funny part of it is it's why Vita didn't become as popular because that song did drop, obviously, you know, with the Madonna stuff. Oh, and you remember, remember he did um the, been big. Oh, and he, he did the the Truth Hurts joints is so addictive with with Rock Him. Yeah, Ooh. that shit is dope. So wait, too. so he probably is on Nocturnal Records. I'm gonna look it up. That's my man. He probably has something to do with Nocturnal. He's on. He did a joint on Nocturnal's album. I love yeah. Nocturnal, yo. I, I, yeah. was, I was so rude for him. He did. Uh, um, he did Love Slave on the way that I am. Nice. Oh, I remember this out. He had his album Under the Influence. The first song had Quali and Shaheem on it, which was very weird to me. And Pharrell launched on the record too. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it, it was a pretty interesting record. It came out. It was open. Oh, I remember like and seeing the cover the right? like, in the two thousand. He also did some shit yeah. with Twisted. Yeah. From, from the the gathering of the Juggalos. Twisted, oh god. Twisted, yeah. Twisted. I know that. All right, so that. Yeah. DJ Quick has been named known up. All right, so Castro, your 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 first person you you said was your number three, or or just in general was Big Boy. Who is the next person? So my next person is just a stalwart in the game, Uh, uh, um, a pillar, if you will. And that is uh, Columbus's finest uh, blueprint. Mm. And um, I've, I've been. Nice one. It's ill because I'm I'm cool with him, but I've been such a fan of his, but also a student. 
I mean, this cat, his beats are so clean sometimes, so dirty other times. Like 1988 is just a, a damn triumph. Chamber music, his instrumental pieces are like heavy duty work. Like it's not even a it's not even a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, like he's made some like chamber music. Adventures in counterculture when he changed when he when he switched up his production style. Um, and then and then and then here's the flip side of it to, to even go deep on the the multi. He had the two headed monster record where he's like trying to focus on being a producer and a rapper, but then Blueprint has moments where it's like soul position or vigilante genesis where he's like, I'm just gonna MC. And I'm gonna bar the hell out on y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. He has those moments too, where he he he, he lets the reins go with it, with the production handles. And I think that's something to be said about a producer rapper that lets that lets somebody else um, steer the ship mm-hmm. and have trust in RJ. And they they created great records from eight million stories on. You know what I'm saying? But like, I think there's something to it because it's, there's got to be some egotistical. Oh, I can I can produce better than this cat, or I'll do my do it on my own. But to let yep. another producer get on stuff and maybe make a beat that might be better than the beats people are known you for, you know what I'm saying? But to, to let all that go, just in the, um, the strength and the um, nature of the record and making it that good record. So I, I just, I've been head over heels about Blueprint, trying to change the face. He's just a master. And that's another thing, like master 10,000 hours. That's a really master work. Dude, when, when, he, when, we, when we played in Philly, obviously before COVID, and then he and I went record digging the next day, and like watching what he would go for and what, what sections he was pulling and then what records he was putting back and which ones he was keeping. It was, it was really dope. Cause he, when he was on that tour, he was going digging every city he went, you know what I mean? He had about like pounds versus a record. Cause he said he was like, I'm going to take my money I get from some of these shows in every city and just dedicate some of that money to go digging. And then when I come home, I'll make like 50 beats and sell them and make that money back and get, you know, gross a profit and then set up my next however many record. Like that was like his plan, you know, and then also just to be inspired when you're on the road, like hearing different cool shit. But I remember like he picked up this record. I think it was like, it was a record he had never seen or heard. It was like, it was like some weird rock record. And it was, it was like priced pretty high. It was like over 20 bucks. And I remember him being like, yo, I have to play this album to see why the fuck is it priced $20? I've never heard any of this shit. And so he has to do it like for the listening station. So he listened to the whole record and he bought it. He was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna sample it, but I was just impressed that something I've never heard, have no familiarity was, was like, heard it and was like, we're gonna price it. Cause someone like me would be intrigued to buy it. So he was just like a student the whole time. While every rapping, you know, doing his songs, he would be on stage playing a fucking trombone, playing the guitar, barring out. You know what I mean? Like just being the ultimate pro. And uh, and then talk about the rhyme, and it's like that pocket, same thing. Like he's got a real direct style that's like very. Yeah, he's not a complex cat at all. He's straightforward, straight to the punch. He'll say some. He'll say the most simple, like some of his most impressive <clears throat> bars, and with the word you. You know, it's not good for you. And you didn't even do this for you like that. And it's just like the, the weight of the word choices and the bars is more important than any type of dazzling vocabulary or any type of gymnastics. He just be spitting. And it's just, yep. oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. He's got like his, his, his writing is so like concise and just to the point, like 
if you look at listen to perspective. Ten girls stabbed on a college campus. Twenty school kids gunned down in Sandy Hook. A black teenager is murdered over skin color. It feel like the chaos is everywhere you look. Thirty Afghans killed at a family wedding. Sixty Iraqi killed trying to vote. A woman gets gang raped out in India. Five kids' lives get ended by a drone. I don't care if you're living in a high rise. You're no different from a man in a hut. Every single life is sacred in God's eyes. You ain't worth more 'cause you got more stuff. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care about your fortune or fame. I just want for us to have more perspective and understanding everybody's pain is the same. Perspective. Bird's eye view. It's beautiful up here. Oh, God, that's awesome. The writing oh, on that shit that is just like emotionally work. complex, way more than like technically complex. Exactly. And, and it, 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 it comes in a way that a lot of cats can't can't hit it. He he could get really just like right down to the crux of the issue that like, he's talking about. Like he's he's like a journalist, not a journalist, like a like a novelist the way he writes. Yes, the fucking alchemy. Alchemy Ooh. is one of the greatest hip hop. That's the that's the top ten hip hop song of all time. Fight me for it. Yeah, it's so yeah. incredible song. And Boombox, oh, like Boombox is the companion uh, piece to that for me. Boombox is unbelievable. But I love Tramp on on 1980. Like all the other Tramp little things he was doing. On oh, um, yeah. uh, uh, oh, he has. A, oh, I, I I could go deep with the stories and yeah, the stuff, the greenhouse stuff he does. The early greenhouse stuff, the later greenhouse stuff, the different iterations. One of the cool shits about knowing him for so long is like, like back in like the '90s, we used to all like just trade tapes, right? So, mm-hmm. like him coming to New York and playing us Boombox, wow! Before anybody else ever heard it, and then getting to watch people hear it for the first time. That was crazy. That's like like you know that crazy. you know how they're gonna react, but it's like you get to like live that experience all over again. You know, or yeah. like, like I heard Tramp in a car in Columbus, Ohio, before that record came out. Ooh, you know, sorry. so it's like, it's cool, like to to see that in its form, like forming, and then also like when it hits the world. Because he he he's like um, him and y'all and all that. That was like the seeds of this shit, right? Pretty much, like yeah. the seeds of the of, of the thing. Um, and then y'all, you know, y'all, come, you know traveling across country to, to hit that Minneapolis market and yeah. come up to Columbus and New York, that little triangle y'all made. Yeah. That was very, was a, so many artists came out of that, so much stuff came out of that, that union y'all made. I mean, Slug, great in his area and y'all. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad, I'm, I'm so happy to know all y'all. But that, that really was like some Adam smashing together Big Bang shit in terms of like- It, it was real some shit that was happening all at the same time too, like without anybody even knowing each other. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it was like we found each other. And everybody's like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." You too? We thought you know we were the only people too? doing this. Yeah. yeah. We thought yeah. we were the only oh. weird nerds. Play <laughs> <laughs> a weird nerd to go around. No, Shasta Prince, you know, mega fan of the show and, and friend. I just, I want to just, yeah. just one. There's one line he had, or it's like there's one set of bars from Respect the Architect. What he says, "You could find many rappers more complicated." But not many, if any, higher nominated. I'm at the top waiting. My album top rated. The brightest rap star is not in my constellation. Try to small talk your way in the conversation. But I dominated. Kind of like a dominatrix. 
to the point that my biggest haters stopped the hating and passed the peas like a plate to the congregation. Say it like that's too simple. Oof. But it's like both peas like a plate to the congregation. You kind of like a dominatrix. You know, <laughs> like that's not that's not trying to be too much with it. You know, what I mean, just fucking being right there on the beat. and then the old also wait the voice like the architect. What, what another great hip hop voice. Like incredible mm-hmm. hip hop voice, the command he has because yeah. he has he he'll do the range high to it joint. too. Yeah. yeah, he'll do the high pitch joint, a little faster one, then he'll have the low, really authoritative one. That he had, like, cause I remember, oh, I always his vocals always like triumph, like he was like on the on the edge of a precipice, like Lion King or something, and talking to the, like the people below. Like he would always speak like that, like Moses on the mount. That's, that's, that's Sometimes he feels like he's scolding you too. You're like, damn. Sorry, <laughs> <man."> <laughs> and realize. you couldn't even know you. Like, oh, he be killing you. You don't even know you. Oh, he be killing you. Talking down, wagging his finger. But I love shit like that. People like that and bars like that inspired like a lot of shit. Like a lot of funny shit, honestly. And just like uh, almost like kind of like humility in mm-hmm. their bars. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause shit, he could be talking about himself. You never know. Mm. That's a good point. It'd be like that, but yeah, I'll be thinking about that because I got some. I got, I'll be writing funny shit like that too. <laughs> Where I'm like, yo, I hope somebody hears this and gets upset. <laughs> that's a you. That's a you problem. Yeah, that's the best part, right? Where you're like, man, that means it hit you somewhere. That's the best writing when it's like it affects you like that. Like, fuck. Yeah, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so that cash for those pick blueprint that was dope i like that one. all right so it's my pick and then we'll take our, our final break um i'm gonna go with we don't really talk about him on this show much i'm a big fan of pharrell bro pharrell raps oh my god well when he rhymes I, I'm oh I love but it's CRS shit. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Kyle shit. Rebel Soldier. So when he, when he, I cannot he, believe he picked he for Pharrell. He was rhyming on Liquid Swords and he was rhyming on Incarcerated Scarfaces. He was rhyming on fucking Eric B and Rockham and all that shit. He was just like, he's like the biggest music pure rap nerd of all time who's a billionaire. You know what I mean? What came up, you know, studying like. Jungle Brothers and Q-Tip and Tribe and Dayla, but can make like Super Thug and make fucking Britney Spears and all that shit, all those hits. And it's like, I just think, but I'm I'm always interested to hear, like when he raps, it's like he's he's good at like embodying a character that fits the artist and the song that he's on. Yeah. So, doesn't have like his you, you don't really know what's going on in, in his life you know what i mean or like his own would you classify his hooks more as rap hooks than the singing stuff what do you think he does he has like rap hooks where he's like actually like rhyming but you know I've, the, the majority is like the singing and shit right but okay i think like you know like remember i, I said on like one of our, our episodes about nori when he took when he gave nori the the pattern for um Nothing where he says, you know, still flossing, show your rocks. Then you dudes heard Grammy Man, we stole your watch. And he told him to do that fucking Jungle Brothers flow. 5,000 booming watts. Sounds right. So, like, like he's rapping on like uh, grinding hooks. He's rapping on family rock star hooks. You know, he's rapping. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm just saying that those hooks are rap hooks, like not. 
the more popular one. Like, you know, give it to me, you know, Jay-Z shit. He's not, he could do that all right. day. I just, I just think like, and in production wise, I mean, I mean the fucking 20 years ago, there was that stat like one year they had like 43% of all songs on the radio. Yeah, they were running. Shit was different. Yeah. And it wasn't boring. It wasn't boring. I'll give it to that. It didn't, no. it didn't play itself out. There was like, you know, because they, they would vary the shit. Because there, there was some stuff they would produce together, but it was more Pharrell leaning and then it was stuff that was more Chad leaning. You didn't yeah. know that at the time. You know, you figure that out later, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the first nerd album is like one of my favorite albums in the history of the fucking planet, and that gave birth yeah, to the search of yeah, like odd few all of them. Tyler's whole fucking style as a producer is nerd. What if he's yeah. like that's his that's yeah. his father? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, so I but I just love, <laughs> yeah, like I just I just love Pharrell. I mean, it's been t- over twenty years now of just me just. Like and even like the nerd albums that aren't good and most of them aren't after the first, there will be like two or three incredible songs where I'm like, oh man, why isn't the rest of his album like this? Um, but then on his end too, it's like he'll have like he has like what's that one beat? Um, uh, what the fuck was it? Um, the fucking uh the Slim Dog joint. Mm. Um, I ain't heard. Oh, I even take a oh. beat. I hit a trick or treat. I went to fix a seat. I, yeah, that shit. Yo, that I ain't having that. I heard. I ain't having, oh yeah, that one. Yep. Yeah. So like when they the Star Trek shit, you know what I mean? Like doing the clones record and you know fronting and I mean. Oh, all the girls in line at the bathroom. That all shit is stupid. In the line at the bathroom. That shit was crazy back. Then. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. awesome. And then of course, like the, the world record stuff he has with like you know I'm beautiful, which is that's that's again that's again song the twenty four hour song, right? Oh. What's one? Happy, 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 happy. Yeah, the cra- Beautiful you know, the- is the joint he did with Snoop. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Snoop shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. you with talk about resurgence without pharrell snoop is like well people sleep on that bush record that on the neptune that shit is incredible and the neptunes did that whole record for snoop like bush it's it's called bush and it has this it's blue and has these like blue bushes on the front Oh my I god! I think it's over the that, rock band Bush. I was like, "Word." No, Razor no, no, and that's and that and that's that one that Snoop did. Um, 
that eighties center center that joint. Um, yeah, sexually oh, wow. seductive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole uh, record is crazy, and wow. it kind of got kind of glossed over because it kind of came and went. Snoop was being real prolific. Remember, he, he dropped that one eighty three yeah. record and one eighty seven record. He was just bop, 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 bop. But if you if you take a second, because I think right after that, before that, he did the um the roster record. You know, he was and then he had the gospel record. He was doing Snoop all that line. around the same time. <laughs> yep, which is tight. Snoop Line is a lot yeah, better Snoop than Ice Cube. Snoop Line, right? Snoop so, um, but the Bush record is crazy, and yeah, and Pharrell and Trad did the whole thing. Yeah, and it's just another no. chamber for um. But it's like it's to me, it's in that same vein of that blue carpet treatment that people skip over too, which That's is a crazy freaking record. You know, just talking about. So the first song's got Wonder on it on Bush. Yeah, that album's crazy. It's really something. He did like the coolest No Doubt shit too, like yeah. that like late era No Doubt, early Gwen Stefani <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that shit, yeah. ever um? Did they do stuff with Black Eyed Peas or they stayed separate? I, I, ever collab? I think they stayed separate. Yeah, I don't think they did show with Black Eyed Peas. Did Pharrell and them do anything on like Fergie's solo stuff? I'm in my mind. I'm thinking no, something. Uh, Probably not. Okay. Oh, thanks. No, so. I think that was all. Yeah. I mean, I know they did all that Justin early Justin Timberlake stuff too. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. Senorita, Senorita, I feel for you. That shit is. And all those beats were the fucking beats Michael Jackson turned down. Justin Timberlake's like, can, yo, he's like, I'll make a Michael get Jackson a, record. I'll, I'll do a never record. get a beat. Mike was turning down all them beats. You could never get a beat over the mic. Mike oh, was like, nope, nope, H time. Dude, yeah. He so. turned down everything and made. What did he make yep. after that? He just made some wow. trash. Which is, he is, and he stole it on a dance floor. Ash, remember he stole that song from Flowetry, Butterflies? He took that. They put, he put Ooh, that. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he put it was like a flowetry song. He like jacked it, and put on his shit when they were brand new. Shouts to flowetry and uh Philly UK shit. All right, let's take our last break and we're gonna come back and wrap up everybody's final picks. The best rapper, producer, rapper. I'm about to get some water. Hold on. They go for it. Brain over shot. Shabla. What's going on, Fallout Culture listeners? It's Mighty Healthy here. Producer half of Mighty Cannons, the collab album between myself and Ace Cannons on Grimy Nobody Records. I'ma just be honest, you're not gonna find more excitement and action planned in the 30 minutes. Production-wise, we got 8,357 beat switches on there. I am not exaggerating. We have beats with actual drums and bass. Wow, what a concept. The favorites don't do that. We have lyrics that are insulting. You want to be insulted for 30 minutes? And it's not just by Ace. We got Decide the Gift on there. We got King Mike and Infamous on there for all my King Mighty 1 and 2 listeners. Substance 810. We have Jamil Honesty twice on there. And we got DJ Grasshopper doing some scratching. Oh, and you know, we got Capadonna just chilling on track 8. Hi, go check that out. The Mighty Cannons is out everywhere on every streaming platform. Spotify, Apple, LimeWire, Radio Shack, you name it. But if you want to give us money, which you should, you should go to GrimyNobody.com. That's G-R-I-M-E-Y, nobody.com. The website is beautiful. The merch is handsome. 
think we still have a couple vinyl left. We're not like the other guys. You're not going to wait 28 months for a vinyl because it's shipping out of Earth 612. If you get a vinyl now, you probably get it in a week or two, and if it's international, about three weeks. We still got CDs left. We got a couple of shirts. We have three-foot frame posters. I mean, whatever, whatever your fancy is, you probably got it. Somebody said that it might be 20% by the time you hear this. Or not. You never know. You got to check it out. Anyway, Ace Cannons, Mighty Healthy, Mighty Cannons, out everywhere. Grimy Nobody Records. Okay, bye. Bang, bang, bang. We're back. Call Out Culture, the podcast with Brain Orchestra. Talking best rapper, producer, producer, rappers. All right. So Brain had his three choices. His first one was Dilla. Second one was Ka. Final selection. Who are you going with? Because I had somebody on the list, but kind of changed my mind a little bit. Uh, probably Kanye. Hey, man. Fuck it, man. Kanye fits the criteria. He does. Respectfully, we don't even have to go that deep into it. That shit is so self-explanatory like yeah he he could do anything and it don't matter what state of mind and what judgment people have you know that mother he hit his stride he genius. hit his stride over his beat he didn't hit his stride over anybody yeah, else he's a he genius stop working on his beats yeah watch, did you watch that genius shit brain on netflix i didn't finish it yet i, no, I, I gotta watch part. it i didn't watch it now oh it's good it's good y'all there's a lot of good footage it's it, what also i like about it is like it gives you the first glimpse of like with the guy cheeky um yeah yeah he, yeah he helped with some of the footage too and i think that's his beginning with his film, so. yeah he just yeah. Did, oh, he just did the point god shit that's him yep that was him cheeky and um and um what's up yeah yeah cootie and cheeky yeah cootie cootie and cheeky yep. yeah 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 is just uh a different beast one of a kind yeah. you know what i mean it's like there's not many people that are going to be like that no, nah, he's a visionary, and he took. I mean, the fact that he took himself so seriously made him go for those type of lengths. Like he was like literally to me, you know, Kanye's definition of stadium music. Yeah, when people like, try mind. to like come at him about like his attitude or how he is, it's like I get it. I get that shit because it's like he's been in the game forever, bro. Yeah. Like my dude DJ DJ like a Tupac Biggie show in Chicago in like the ninety six or so ninety seven. Yep. He was trying to crack I mean, he was trying he to crack was, him he, in, yeah. He was doing shit back then. Yeah. There's a there's a ninety yeah. there's a ninety seven or ninety eight or something beat tape out there um of his shit from like back then. Damn. And you could dead ass hear you the beginning of the shit. Yeah, like you could just hear like a lot of this shit that he does, I mean, a lot of those beats were definitely, you know, on some boom bap hip hop shit. But he was doing different shit even back then. Like he was pushing the bar. Like I forgot what beat is it is. I don't know if it's the first or second. It's a real like the beat's like super serious, and he he samples some crazy shit and adds like you could tell he added like strings on it, and mm. it just sounded like a like a like a hit song like if someone if if he were like rapping and made a song to that like if he was like older and made that shit i don't know i can't explain it but it was just like one of those where you hear it and you're like damn like this beat ex- like shows mm. a lot of like his like his positive traits as a producer and what you hear a lot 
And then obviously he raps on his own shit, you know, like he was, and he always took it to different levels. Like he's still to this day, he takes it to levels that like, it's like he jumps to the new age, but takes it to like another universe, like every time. So great. Yeah. It's funny. I was even thinking today about graduation. Cause I was like, that's probably still my, probably not my number one Kanye album right now still, but like, I just it's a great record. I love graduation. Yeah. I love, I love Jesus. I love, yeah. Jesus is probably mine. I love Jesus. The, um, the black power angle of it. Oh, you know what I mean? That's got like new slaves, which is crazy. My mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fairer skin. Doing clothes, you would have thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied unless I picked the cotton myself. You see, it's broke, nigga, race him. That's that don't touch anything in the stove. And it's rich, nigga, race him. That's that come in, please buy more. What you want? A Bentley, fur coat, a diamond chain? All you blacks want all the same thing. Used to only be niggas. Spending anything on Alexander Wang, new slaves. Is it Wolves on there? Wolves is on YouTube. I love Wolves, bro. Wolves on Pablo. Wait, I don't like Pablo. I know Pablo as power and strength is just such a mess to me, but it, it has some really good drinks in it. It's kind of amazing. Shit. Like, <clears throat> they, you know, that, yeah. that's like the last time where I was just really like impressed and everything after that's been like a mixed bag, but you're talking, I don't know how many albums he's up to now, like 10? 10, he's probably up to 10 now. You count every day. Yeah, at least. Yeah. That, yeah, I can't even keep track anymore, but yeah, I mean, his... For him to, to not fall off to like album eight or nine, I think Ye, Ye was the first one where I was like, okay, this is really bad. But like that, again, you're talking at that point almost 20 years deep. 20 years, 20, 25 years. I saw, in the I saw like the lights tour that he did at uh, Madison Square Garden. Woo! And that was like his third record, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had two hours of hits at that point. Yeah, like he, enough hits to do a solo show at Madison Square Garden where everybody knew all the words of three records. One after the other, after the other. Yeah. The boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I was on the easiest where he had so many hits, he was only doing like the first verse off songs. Yeah. Yeah. That level. You know what I mean? Like he was like doing click, Theraflu, all them joints, watch the throne shits, one verse. Mm-hmm. Keep moving, keep moving. We got a lot of shit to do. It's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's undeniable. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, what it is. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Alaska, who was your final choice? So my final choice is the Beatnuts, specifically Ooh. Juju. Juju, correct his ass. Oh. I, uh, better. Every year he got better rhyming, bro. Every year. Oh, and he just he was like voice. all voice and pocket. Yeah. But yeah. also like sharp lines, right? It was like. Funniest he kid. was like the first rapper that I really noticed that would like hit his final line on the four, where it's like, I'm set up, set up, set up, boom, here's the boom. four. 
mm. drop the snare, and then come right back into it with some flash shit. Sure. But, but didn't Psycho Less play like straight man thing almost? Like he just I think a little bit. Psycho Less was more like more like the spiritual lyrical miracle. Like, you know, he had like more of that style. Like but like Juju was just like straightforward, like bludgeoning you. Yeah, you know, um um when he was good, Juju reminds me and they remind me of each other is uh Serene Wonder. When Serene is good. Same He's that of school of MC, which is also Inspector Deck yeah. school of MC. Yeah. Yep. I like that yep. too. Another producer rapper, Inspector Deck. Yep. Yeah, true. Yeah, he, I'm I mean, yeah, I, I remember when I bought like, because and it's it's always interesting hearing like people's like beat nuts preferences. So I think Wally Clark is like a diehard. Yeah. Dude, right? And, and I'm toxic demons. demons? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with him on that. That's my shit. It's the hard little pistol pack and punk don't smuggle lethal when I kill I go straight for the juggler Back again to hit you with the junkyard punk Shit gets out of hand I got a tech in the trunk Let's flip the hill shit kid Yo he looped it hardcore Straight to make the brothers act stupid Now I'm on a rampage prepare for the slaughter Lyrical monster busting nuts in your daughter Slaying competition is a real beat digger with a shovel, now you're dead, nigga. Freaking the fuck, I be the ill funk freaker with the diabolical sound coming through your speaker. Bulletproof, ready for action. No fronting, fully loaded tech, jump ready to go hunting. To sleep and watch me let off and catch wreck. And then I'm a diehard musical massacre, dude, which no one is. Okay. I love but it. They got joints on there, that, but that's also the um the big pun um off the book series with no, that's yeah, yeah. right? Now that, that's on Stone, yeah. Stone Crazy. No, Stone Crazy, right? No, yeah. I still like. No, the big point off too. the book. What's that? No, that's that's on. Watch out now is on Musical Massacre. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's around that time. That's what I was bringing up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Watch out. Off, off the books is down before that. Yeah, with with Cuban. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but on Musical Massacre. That was the first time where I was listening to Juju rap. Where I'm like, yo, like you're not just like. The producer who's got some some bars to spit on the beat, like you're a real rapper now. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. the features without having to submit any beats to anybody or doing anything, and like and like hold your own. And it started yeah. musical massacre. Where I was like, oh, okay, like this dude's taking it for real now. And then uh, yeah, he's just that's a good call. And he did the fucking um, did he do one on Supreme? He did. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yep, he did. Yes, he did. Do that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, he killed it. I mean, hell of a pick, lad. Great pick. Yeah, Juju. Ju- yeah, he made arguably the best beat on the, you know, on the arguably the greatest rap album ever. So. Yeah. Facts. It's a, like. All right, cool. Junkyard Juju Castro. Who's your last person to go? All right, so like everybody knows that my favorite MC is LP. So I didn't want to, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about him. We will talk about him more in the future. Mm. He sent me a birthday message this this year. It really brightened my day and helped my spirit. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. Um, I also wanted to big up Lord Finesse. I know people don't talk about him much. And I wanted yeah. to big up Evidence. Evidence in his, in his recent incarnation has really been, you know, putting putting flame to the fire and really just coming strong with yeah. his solo stuff and his production. Yeah, evidence was on my list. Not gonna lie. But 
Yeah, he's but my pick is, I just wanted to make sure we mentioned those people, whether people picked them or not. Mm-hmm. But my pick is De La Soul. Mm. De La Soul, good call. Yes, De La Soul. So after the tutelage of Prince Paul, De La Soul stakes is high and goes banana with, yeah. with their own production and then so on and so forth. And so, like, you know, we get to the anonymous nobodies, obviously, but like Daylight, you know, the business, Long Island. I think you could just start with, you know, you could just start with the production on State to the Side. Yeah. Long Island Degrees, Breaks, you know, some big, uh, well, big Brother beat was done by Skeff Edison, sorry. Um, State to the Side, which is co produced by De La Soul and NJB, Sunshine, Super MCs. Tried to get what I got for what? I guess other folks' cash makes the love come fat, but I'm past all of that. It's time to break with the breeze until you need it. Comes to super MC, MC. Hey, whatever happened to times change, You know what I'm saying? And then we can move, you know, we move further down the line with their record. So I just think they were able now go back to what I was saying earlier in the episode about world building. So, yeah. the, so what, what, what Daylight did though was they, they built a world. Um, just kind of just like off of how their style was, they got dissatisfied with that world, that Daisy Age stuff, destroyed that world with a natural disaster. De La Soul is dead, created a new world that was like post native tongue, you know, made it native tongue interim, you know what I'm saying? And then mature, and then we watched them mature into like adult hip hoppers, um, to coin a phrase from um, Paul, adult rappers. We watched them do that you know, right before our eyes and now with the anonymous nobody and then uh, grind date our uh, artificial intelligence series, like come on man, stop playing. Like it's yeah. shopping, you know, it's it's really extensive. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really a big body of work. Yeah, it's a crazy and I think they like need to uh, it's a crazy like transition. Me and my girl talk about that all the time, like the old day La soul shit is almost like nerdy, nerdy hip hop rap, you know what I mean? Type shit. Yep. But still kind of like there was parts of it that were still kind of like they would get not too serious, but you know what I mean? Once they started like stakes is high and shit and then they started getting into, like you said, De La Soul is dead and shit. I love that, that they grew as like a group. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. wasn't just like one person, it's a whole group. Yeah, I'm a huge De La fan. And then even the... um. 
the the uh love they love the experience that was the anonymous nobody with it yeah. had a live band play stuff and then sampled it and stuff like that and just going through that process you know, mm -hmm. i think they broadcasted i it had mixed results for some people but i thought it was in uh challenging endeavor and i'm, I'm glad they tried it they tried you know what no, i hear that for sure all right they lost souls is officially listed i'm gonna wrap it up um I wanted to give props to Rock Marcy for obviously creating the blueprint of the underground rap shit for the last 10 years with his style. But I feel like we talk about Rock Marcy enough. I'm going to say a name I don't think we've ever talked about on this show. And the more I think about it, he's like someone I've just really enjoyed for a long time. And he's a producer too. Juicy J. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Juicy yeah. J. Nice. Juicy like see this is why you can't this is why you can't pinpoint it because it's like you did that too many the international players anthem with fucking UGK and Alcat. So I typed a text to a girl I used to see saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I wanna be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. And then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC round town and hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Wetness all around me, true. But I'm no island, peninsula maybe. Makes no sense, I know crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap, no looking back, spaceships. Don't come equipped with the rear view mirrors. They dip as quick as they can. The atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pimp. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum. When I shoot the moon, high jump the broom. Like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some litter. Sure on the subject. You sure? You know we got your back like Cairo Pratt. Tick if that do you dirty. We'll rock hard. Out as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart, hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart, man, these girls are smart. Three stacks, these girls are smart. Play your part, play your part. Jones, to choose it, lover, never without a rubber. Never in the seats like it on top of the cover. Money on the dresser, drive a compressor. You know what I mean? All the, One of the best songs on earth ever made, right? Yeah, ever made. That you song ever. brings a crazy energy to like any moment in time. Like you listen to that shit, you like, damn, bro, this song is the like work he did on Hustle and Flow. Shit. Hustle and Flow. Dude, the stage being a pimp. His album, like <laughs> grippy shit he does. Uh Wayne shit he did. He's done shit with like Tear the club up, thug shit from back then. Oh, don't yeah, don't even start with that. That's the original DNA. Yeah, I mean, Lord Infamous, rest in peace. Like all the Lord Infamous and um and um and um, what's her name? Oh, oh, our girl from um um, fuck is her name? Gangsta Boo and Gangsta Boo. Yeah, Gangsta Boo and Lord Infamous go the hell off on Tear the Club. Like yeah. that's it. they they go off. I, so, I remember being very impressed with their verses on that shit. That know, he's beats with Meg the Stallion, like Hot Girl Summer. Fucking man, of course he's doing that shit. Yeah, because he's a hit maker. He's just like yes. He man, is. How about that? Like Wiz Khalifa. And the coolest thing about Juicy J is like rhyme wise, you know, he's so fucking hilarious. Like shut the fuck up. 
when he does that shit. Like he just he makes like the best gym. You got having a fucking blast shit. Workout music. Yep. Oh, but like when you when you dip into those bars. They do, um, is he produce? Is they are they responsible for any of the Yang Yang Twins production, or am I doing am I crisscrossing regions? No, I think that was um. Uh, that was that Tom? Was that DJ Tom or no? I can't remember. It might have been Lil John or like that 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 world okay. of like the Crunk yeah. dudes. Yeah. Okay. I thought that one of sense. them was producing too. It could be. I could be. It might have been wrong. Yeah. But the interesting thing too about him and like and the hypnotized minds and all that, like I didn't when that shit was first coming out, I did not fuck with that uh, for a little bit. I was not into it. It's a different frequency. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it, right? I didn't like tear the club up. I didn't like the hi-hats. I didn't like the fucking minor keys and like the scary movie shit. Yeah, I, I didn't like any of that stuff. Movie shit. Yeah, but I did I, I was think it was funny because uh, and, and you can finish me, but people took it they were going into the devil worship part of it. We just thought it was like some Halloween type shit. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. So at the time when it was first coming out like on Rap City and they were playing all that shit and Gangsta Boo and all that, I was just like Nah, this is, I just couldn't relate to it. You know what I mean? I'm like too East Coast, too Philly to understand like Memphis. Memphis, and, yeah. And then like the older I got, the more I really started fucking with like Stax Records and high and like High Records and Al Green. And like, you know, I got engaged in Memphis. I understood that like when I was in Memphis and I saw how f- much fucking poverty there is down there. Different. And like looking around like spots like Drake shot videos, you know, in the hood and all that. When you're in the hood of fucking Memphis, you're like, that music should sound like that. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. makes it's fucking desolate. And but like five blocks away, you have, you know, like Beale Street and you have fucking Sun Studios and Stax Records and all that. And like a little minor league baseball team. But like the whole hustle and bustle of Memphis is like one mile. The rest is just yeah. fat, nothing. And it's just like oblivion. And so when I was there, I was like, oh, I get it. Like their music like clicked into place for me, like their older shit. But now fucking trap music is just basically three, six mafia. Yeah. yeah. The entire base, all fucking music being made on this earth right now. That's trendy is three, six and juicy J and DJ Paul and all that. So like yeah. they were on in the late nineties. It's now Justin Bieber. It's now everybody fucking uses that shit. It's kind of interesting. Big time. To Big I mean, time. That's a good, great pull. That's that's so that's so important to give them their props. It really and, is. Um, drum patterns and just, you know what I'm saying. And and they and I remember people were trying to push it off on some devil worship shit, but they were really doing some musical um, groundbreaking shit that yeah. we now see as trap as a yeah, whole genre now. Crazy. A sub-genre. Yeah. 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 yeah like, that shit. Especially how he was producing and playing different shit. Like he was taking references from records, replaying stuff. Yep. Yep. He's instrumentalist too. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So those are my choices. Oh, so yeah. I'll run it back to the top, and then we'll wrap everything up. So Brain Orchestra picked his picks were Dilla, Ka, and Kanye. Not not bad. Uh, Alaska had Large Pro, DJ Quick, Junkyard Juju from the Beat Nuts. Castro had Big Boy from Outcast, Blueprint, and De La Soul, the entire group. And then I had um, Black Milk, Pharrell, and Juicy J. So there you go. Those are our, our, our favorite rapper producers, producers, rappers. 
I think it's pretty pretty wide ranging, incredible list. If I if I say so myself. Guys. And there's, there's other people, yeah, you know, Aesop Rock. Yeah, I was thinking oh, Aesop Rock's to go. Aesop, who started producing a little later. In, I mean, we, he was always producing, but he allowed himself to be known for it later in his career. And yeah. then, you know, we can go into my favorite, but not everybody's favorite, uh, Eric Sermon. Yeah. He qualifies. Mm-hmm. Eric or Sermon even got Parrish. some of the illest shit. <laughs> or even Parrish. Parrish qualifies because he started producing it for himself. He made a, a bunch of beats and stuff. So, you know, oh, don't forget Havoc. Redman's a great you know. producer. Havoc. Redman's a good producer. Havoc with that yeah. Silent Partner. Go check out Silent Partner. That's when Havoc really came up on his own. Rhyme and shit. Uh, rhyme and shit. And then if you want to, if you really want to go deep into weed wax, you know, this Beastie Boys, Eminem, um, you know. <laughs> oh, we, all right, so we were talking about, we will just mention just out of respect, the RZA, but we also will acknowledge that the RZA has two careers, the one we like, and then the, the one later on that we don't like. Right. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about his foray in, in the early Wu-Tang days, not the later, Iron, the man with the Iron Fist part two. No. Yeah, the the vest with the fingerless gloves. <laughs> brain, brain, well, brain can profess every producer alive has made a RZA type beat in their life. Absolutely. So that's <laughs> I still Everybody. make RZA type beats in the folder. I got that RZA shit. You want to hear what I got that Wu Tang. I mean, to 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 be honest, Bronze Nas, he's a, he's one. I mean, other than Fourth and True when they do work, but Bronze Nas still kind of has the RZA sound, live and kicking. And that's, the saddest part. that's another rapper producer. If you want to get the RZA sound, you can't go to RZA. That's the saddest part right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. He definitely yeah. holds the torch for like the craziest live beat making video ever. Like guitar center <laughs> yeah. shit. The guitar center. Yeah. Yo, it's, did it's, did you see the um the video oh of that dude critiquing it? It was like a twenty minute critique. I think I sent it to y'all. Yeah, but I didn't. I, I you know, what? I, he started talking about it. He seemed like he was talking about something else, so I didn't play it. Um, he starts talking about something else, then he starts talking about how great Juicy J is. Oh, he does, and then then he spends 25 minutes breaking down that. Video. Oh, that's what it was because I didn't know where that part was. Yeah, and his breakdown is amazing. When he picked, when he starts hitting the church bells, it's like. <laughs> And don't forget, like I said, remember that also that Taco Bell production thing where he had like the sound bank and you could make a beat at Taco Bell with like taco yeah. shells or something. It was just my man just takes a check and just he runs. talks about that in the in the breakdown. Uh, yeah. and, uh I go Taco Bell, no, I mean bon bon, get the, the chalupa, you know what I mean? That's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I just put it in the chat. There it is. All right, so boom. yeah, you, you got to get through like the first like maybe like ten minutes of him talking about random shit, um, but then he starts going and talking about like the greatness of Juicy J's career and like does? I just he fucking goes off on it. It's like damn, like he really like. Oh, I just I just skipped ahead because you told me like it's like twenty minutes, but you guys skip ahead to the RZA part. Yeah. Oh yeah, talks- I mean he like he knows his hip hop. The dude's like bugged out, but he knows like. All right, though. He goes deep. All right, cool. Yeah, it's funny as shit. All right, dope. So let's 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 wrap everything up. So, uh, Brain Orchestra, let people know about the new project, the old shit, the good shit, the new shit, where they can get it all, where they can find you. Yeah, man, brainorchestra.net for everything. Just head to my website, subscribe to that newsletter. It's free. You get music and discount codes and little early access to shit. 
Uh, we just dropped Fallout uh, Vault 908 with Chong Wizard. They got the cassettes, exclusive Ooh. cassettes on his Bandcamp. They're streaming everywhere. And um, yeah, still got Big Brain vinyl and My Persona vinyl up. Very, very limited. So get a couple, get a couple of those. And um, yeah, just got another another project coming this year for y'all. So that's about it. Mom. You heard it here first in Fallout it Culture. And it's going to be on vinyl. So more records for the heads that want to wanna buy more records. We're going to have a little, little situation set up. Nice. You heard it here first. Callout Culture exclusive. Next Brain Org record is going to be on vinyl. So dig deep in your pockets. Canadian conversion be there. Y'all yes. see that now? That new Canada conversion with everything is heavy. It's all fucking PayPal, all Zell, it's all everything. Man. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> uh, Castro, any, any updates shrapnel related? Oh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> Album dropping um, August 19th. We also have a, a release show um, pending, but I, I can't say too many details about that just yet. But we mm. do have a release show coming up. Um, and yeah. Uh, no, I ain't saying the name. But uh, by the time this drops, me the blast will be out with the, with the track listing. Ooh, yeah. All right. There's been, there's been a lot of chat on Twitter about potential guests, people guessing who who will guest on the record. So we'll see. They actually one. They got one. They got two right. Got two. Well, no, one right. They got one right. Yeah, I don't like like twenty guesses. So I, I nobody would know which one is right. But yeah, they got one right. That was dope. Um, Sedale Threat, Wrecking Crew, we were Bandcamp album of the day, and then band, one of the best Bandcamp albums of July. So Anybody fucking with us there? Talk to him nice. Yeah, man, thank you. The uh, So we just got the, the test pressing for vinyl. We have approved it. We sent it back to the plant. We should be having Sedale Threat final. In the coming nice. weeks, tapes are sold out. We got about 20 left. Um, so... You stream the shit out of it too. Go for it. The streamings or numbers are fucking phenomenal. And then on my end, I'm still celebrating the one year anniversary of Vegas Vic on Chong Wizard Records. So last week we dropped the Merv Griffin remix with Prem and AJ Swade. This week it's Vegas Vic remix with Jesse Tree and Andrew, produced by Darko. And then next week will be another one. I'm not going to let you know what that is yet. So three weeks, three new remix singles, one year later. Chong Wizard still has some vinyl CDs and tapes are been gone. But yeah, do you want to grab the vinyl of that? You want to grab the new brain shit from Chong? Do all that shit too. Facts. Oh, I know it goes without package, saying. Same on a cardboard, yeah. safe for planet. Uh, I know it goes without saying, <laughs> but the shrapnel record is being um, released by backwards. Like, make it official. Oh. Next day, say it out loud. But yep, August 19th. You're not dropping on Def Squad, uh, Def Jam Records. Rush nah, they didn't, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't get back to us after I sent them a package. Deaf squad coming out in Deaf America. Deaf America. Right? <laughs> Deaf America. All Bloodline records. The records. Life Jennings. Blood, oh, wow. Bloodline. Yeah. Last week, you got anything? Uh no, nothing right now. Okay, good. Love it. Good stuff mm. is on. Enjoy it. Shouts mm. uh, to Brain coming through for the first time. Hope to have him back on. And shouts to everybody yeah, on. Man, thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. Shit was dope. It was dope, man. Right. Back. Look here, that is awesome. One of many visits, one of many, one of many appearances to come. Yeah, yeah man. We're going to have that guy. 
So I, yeah, we call our culture. This is our um, favorite or best or whatever producer, rappers, rappers, producers. And, you know, come up with your own list. We'll be on Twitter with it. You know, we'll ask people what their picks are. And just interact with us. Subscribe. Patreon. We love y'all. We're going to try to keep enhancing that experience if you want to join the party. Enjoy it. I, ju- I just dropped them Better Call Saul reviews for everybody that was asking. Oh, um, my Yes. Wow, I don't know. I wasn't asking for it. Went deep on it. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> All right, so we good, y'all. So yes. take it easy. Call out cultists. Shablau and Shablam. And Shadi. <laughs> <All right. laughs>